Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about the legacy of the trailblazing NASA mathematician, Katherine Johnson. Then you'll learn about how scientists recently built the world's first living robots and why zinc probably isn't as good for colds as you think. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Yesterday, the world mourned the passing of Katherine Johnson the trailblazing NASA mathematician who helped us go to space. You may know her as one of the real-life women who inspired the 2016 film Hidden Figures. She lived to be 101 years old, but her legacy of excellence that broke down racial and social barriers will be felt for years to come. So today, we're going to celebrate her life by sharing some of her extraordinary achievements. First, think about what it would take to become a mathematician in NASA's space program. Now consider what it would take to become a mathematician in NASA's space program as a woman in the 1950s. Then consider what it would take to become a mathematician in NASA's space program as an African-American woman in the 1950s. That was just the beginning of Katherine Johnson's career. Katherine Johnson was born in West Virginia, and her father knew there was something very special about her. That's why, even though he was a farmer, he moved his family 120 miles away from his work so Catherine could get a good education. She graduated high school when she was 14 years old, and she graduated from West Virginia State College with highest honors at 18. Then, after spending some time as a teacher, she applied to NASA's Langley Research Center, which was looking for black computers. That was the term for women who performed mathematical calculations by hand, since electronic computers didn't yet exist. She was hired in 1953 and quickly proved to NASA that that was a wise decision. Her first achievement was calculating the trajectory for Alan Shepard, the first American in space, in 1961. Again, she did that by hand. Even when electronic computers began to take over, many people still went to Johnson to double-check the most important calculations. Famously, one of those people was John Glenn for the mission that made him the first American to orbit the Earth. In Hidden Figures, Glenn utters the now-famous line, Get the girl to check the numbers. In reality, that request happened weeks before the mission and took Johnson several days to calculate. But it still shows how much NASA trusted Johnson's brilliance. She worked at NASA until 1986, and her contributions were integral to the success of the Apollo moon landing program and the beginnings of the space shuttle program. Johnson was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2015. As NASA Administrator James Bridenstine said in a statement yesterday, quote, She was an American hero, and her pioneering legacy will never be forgotten, unquote. I couldn't have said it better myself. Researchers from the University of Vermont have created living robots. They're called xenobots, and they're the first completely artificial living organisms ever made. I'll just give you a second to digest that. It's a lot. So here's the idea behind these new living machines. Artificial materials like steel and plastic have a lot of benefits. They can be strong or flexible, and they last a long time. But once they break, it's hard to fix them. And as they degrade, they pollute the environment. Living tissues, on the other hand, aren't all that strong. But they do have the ability to heal. And when they eventually die, their byproducts are usually harmless. So what if you could make a programmable, self-healing robot out of living tissues? That's what the researchers set out to do, and they created their own version of evolution to do it. 
First, they collected their raw materials, in this case, stem cells from frog embryos. They turned some into heart cells, which move, and skin cells, which provide structure. They used information about how that combination of cells behaves to create a bunch of robot designs for various tasks, like, say, moving in one direction. A computer program took those designs and built off of them, simulating thousands of generations of evolution. It killed off the bad designs and improved the ones that worked. And finally, the researchers sent the best designs to a lab at Tufts University for assembly. The result is a bunch of squishy, blob-like things that look less like robots and more like misshapen ottomans or chubby headless tardigrades. Some herd particles into little piles. Others join together in pairs. Xenobots shaped like donuts can pick things up and carry them around. They're small enough to sit on a pinhead, they're capable of self-healing, and they'll die when they run out of food. And while they may look unimpressive, the science they represent is astounding. Any animal or plant is the result of cells coming together and cooperating to form a body. The creation of the Xenobot shows us that cells can be reassembled into new and novel forms. While the first Xenobots don't do much, this technology could potentially be used to develop living robots that can do things like break down radioactive material for environmental cleanup, or serve as vessels for drug delivery to help the immune system. The research has a long way to go, but the first Xenobots are an optimistic evolutionary step toward a fascinating future. Today's episode is sponsored by Purple Mattress. Here's a question. How did you sleep last night? If you spent the night tossing and turning because you were worried that living robots would come and take over, well, you can rest easy. Unless you're sleeping on a mattress that's not comfortable. And if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a purple mattress. The purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses this brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It's not like the memory foam you're probably used to. The purple material feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time, so it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. When you order, you'll get a 100-night risk-free trial. And if you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. Plus, it's backed by a 10-year warranty with free shipping and returns. You're going to love Purple. And right now, Curiosity Daily listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text CURIOUS to 84888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text CURIOUS to 84888. That's C-U-R-I-O-U-S to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. A new study shows that one supposed remedy for the common cold probably isn't as effective as you think. And obviously, nobody likes being sick, which is probably why drugstores have shelves and shelves of products that claim they'll help you recover faster. Whether they actually work is another story, though. And this new study took aim at a pretty popular cold remedy, zinc. Historically, the claim has been that zinc can shorten colds by keeping viruses from reproducing in the warm, wet depths of your nasal passages and throat. It's typically sold as a syrup or a slow-release lozenge to maximize the time it spends in your throat, helping your body fight off the illness. At least, that's the idea. Researchers have spent nearly 40 years trying to figure out if it's actually true. The newest evidence comes from Finland. Researchers gave lozenges to more than 250 people in Helsinki and told them to start taking them as soon as they felt a cold coming on. Half of the participants got lozenges containing zinc, and half got a placebo that contained nothing. 
Almost 90 of the participants caught a cold during the study. That's to be expected. So they started taking their lozenges at the first sniffle or sneeze and kept on sucking six times a day for five days. What happened? Well, zinc didn't do much good at all. During the five days they took the lozenges, all the participants reported feeling the same, whether they'd taken zinc or the placebo. On days six and seven, the participants taking the placebo reported feeling better than those who had the real thing. By day 10, everyone was feeling about the same. Do these new results mean you should skip the zinc next time you feel a cold coming on? Well, not necessarily. Past studies on zinc have gone both ways, and it's never a good idea to change your behavior based on the findings of just one study. On the other hand, these findings are from a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled trial. That's the gold standard in science, so there's a reason to believe that this information is better than what most other studies have turned up. But whatever you do, avoid zinc nasal sprays. They can cause you to permanently lose your sense of smell. No good. In the end, the best way to get over a cold is what you've always heard. Get plenty of rest, drink lots of fluids, and follow your doctor's orders. Get well soon. So let's recap what we learned today. Well, Katherine Johnson was a pioneering mathematician for NASA, helped us get to space, and she passed away at the age of 101. She left such a legacy. It's pretty amazing seeing all of the dedications that are coming out on on Twitter and elsewhere. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty good run. Yeah. And we learned that scientists have made the world's first living robots out of frog stem cells. And they do things like carry stuff and pair up and move around in different directions. The future's here. And I learned that the jury's out on whether zinc actually helps you recover from your cold better. Whatever you do, avoid zinc nasal sprays. No good. See, when I get sick, I just feel like I've just got to sit around and drink a lot of water. Yeah, I never take cold medicine. All I know is I'm thankful, very thankful, that I never had to deal with a sore throat this winter. Because that's the worst. It's not like the worst. No, it's the worst. It is the literal worst. There are so many other things like you could have. Not that I deal with. You never get like chest congestion. I don't mind a heavy cough. It's the sore throat. That's what gets me. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. A heavy cough means I can't exercise and that's... There's, there's a rule of thumb for you. If it's below the neck, take a rest day. See? And when I have a sore throat, I don't want to talk, which is my favorite thing to do. <laughs> that is. That's fair. So there you go. Today's stories were written by Ashley Hamer, Cameron Duke, and Grant Curran, and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.